Hi, and welcome to the Indie Music Podcast, the podcast for independent musicians and other audio professionals. We're your hosts. I'm Matt Denton, also known as Mojo of Ragged Birds Music. I'm a Bay Area mix engineer and recording artist. And Douglas Reynolds of Resonance Mastering, a mastering engineer in Bloomington, Illinois. Welcome to Indie Music Podcast, episode 246, Money and Payment Methods. Tonight, Matt and Doug get together and talk about getting paid. They discuss some challenges and solutions with international currency conversion and payment processing services. Enjoy the show. Hey, good morning. <laughs> you got to let me click the button first. <laughs> good morning, Doug. You got to click faster, man. Click, <laughs> click. Uh, <laughs> how you doing? Happy Saturday. Yeah. Good morning to you. This, I don't know about you, but this Saturday took so long getting here. I woke up very skeptical that it was actually Saturday. Really? I was like, really? Is it really Saturday? Because. Oh, yeah. well, don't worry. It'll be Monday before you know it. <laughs> no. Oh, man. Oh, the sun is, uh, rain went away. Sun is shining. Um, still freezing cold, but looks like a nice day ahead. How about in your world? I can't imagine that uh, it's really freezing cold there. Oh, well, when I say freezing, I don't mean actual 32 degrees. I oh. mean, <laughs> it's, it's like, it's, I mean, it's been like 40, but it's now like 50. Yeah. But I woke up this morning. It was like, I don't know, uh, 34 or something like that. All right. I'll be quiet. <laughs> it's 43 now though. I think it looks like it's going to get up in the sixties today. Yeah. But you're not out in a shed. I bet your, I bet your houses, but your basement is warm. It is. It is. Well, it's temperature controlled. It's. 72 down here. <laughs> when are you putting in the hot tub? Uh, I was just talking to the guy like last week. Were you really? Yeah. I got a really good friend. He owns a, uh, he owns a, uh, like a, it's a really cool store. It's a billiards and patio store. And so he's got like all kinds of pool tables and patio grills and, and hot tubs and stuff like that. He's always got lines on used hot tubs. And oh, cool. oh, this one would be, it'd be a good one for you, Doug. It, it, all you got to do is replace the O-rings in it and it's going to run 10 <laughs> more years. No problem, you know, and there stuff you go. like that. A fixer upper hot so, tub. Yeah. You know, I mean, that kind of stuff. If it's, if it is truly just O-rings, it would just be kind of a little weekend project to get one running. But the hot tub itself isn't the problem. It's where to put the hot tub and sure. uh, it's getting you know, doing the wiring and everything else that's necessary to run the thing, you know? Well, I heard that new ones don't require a special circuit and they just run on regular. Yeah. You like can they're run more like efficient. 110 and, or, or 220. Yeah. And so anyway, you know, one of these days, the hot tub won't be in the studio though, because it's too much humidity. No, no, I was kidding about that. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I love, I kind of love the idea of having a full service, uh, pool store where you're servicing here's your here's your deck chairs and your pool accessories and also billiards tables for that yeah. kind of pool <laughs> man you know i this is just like spawning an idea though it's like you know hot tub mastering, hot tub mastering. there's gotta be something going on with that you know wonder what kind <laughs> of speakers you could outfit into a hot tub hmm. oh that's interesting <laughs> they're very noisy though yeah. <laughs> it might be a cool place to do some uh <laughs> Some, uh, <laughs> some loungy video tutorials from, Hey, I'm checking in from the hot yeah. tub. <laughs> I wanted to talk to you this week about, <laughs> you know, gain structure. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> we can use like, uh, the 
controls on the hot tub <laughs> as an example for setting gain, you know? Right. So I want to get a little bit of low end going here, you know? So <laughs> <laughs> That's goofy. It is. I am goofy. <laughs> I can't help it. Uh, so what, uh, what, what are we talking about today? This is like a uh, week two of surprise topic. <laughs> well, I was like, let's do like a, a truth or dare. Ask me anything. Oh no. Okay. <laughs> but you know, honestly, I, I really didn't have any questions in mind. Um, and I kind of thought to myself that, uh, I would kind of see how our opening went and, and it really didn't give me anything. Yeah, it really, uh, <laughs> it really didn't go anywhere. <laughs> so, oh. uh, but I do have a fallback in case the, you know, the hot tub topic came up and <laughs> because I, you know, I'm prepared. I'm thinking about these things in advance, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I'm trying to, I, I generally, I. I have a I have a good topic going into um, my Friday DIY music chat, and, and I always have that as a fallback in case we want to use that topic yeah. for the Saturday morning podcast. Gotcha. Well, what, what what is that? Well, yesterday in the chat we talked about money and specifically what do you do for online banking? What do you use for taking payments? Mm. Um, it's a discussion we've had in the past, but I wanted to. You know, with the audience changes, and so sometimes, and, and technology changes. So I wanted yeah. to see what people use. It's a great baseline on that song too. Yep, it is, and I believe that song is in five four, or is it seven eight? Okay. It's in an odd. It's in an odd time. I now, think it's seven eight. Now I'm gonna go have like do, thanks. Do, now I gotta go do, listen do, to do, it do. afterward yeah. and figure that out. <laughs> I, it's one of those five four <laughs> or seven eight. I can't remember. Anyway, yeah. So money, money's a money. good thing. We like money. Yeah. So I had a, um, I had a weird thing happen this week that I hadn't encountered before. Yeah. And it started getting me thinking about all of the different online services. So like I, I've had PayPal forever because I used to do a lot of purchasing on eBay. We won't get into that, but, um, I've had PayPal for a long time and it's great. And I have a business account and a personal account. And, um, I also do electronic, um, accounting through wave app, which I love. Um, and I can do like really, even with the free version, you can do really nice, uh, professional looking invoicing where people can just pay right through the invoice. I also have Venmo. I'm using that more for professional stuff than I started with. Um, sometimes I just use that for Facebook marketplace. People like to do Venmo and I signed up for Stripe, but now I've forgotten why I signed up for Stripe. Somebody said it's a good idea. Anyway. Uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff out there. I don't use Square, but that's a good one if you're taking payments at like a merch booth because it has a little device you can, you know, you pop money right into your phone like like a like a point of sale kind of thing. And now I'm kind of rambling about all this stuff. But <laughs> the, the the thing that the thing that happened was I was um so I had a client in uh, London who said send an invoice and I went to send an invoice. I'm like, Oh, let me convert this to British Sterling. And then suddenly my invoice said it won't take online payments. If I use, if I convert from USD to, to British Sterling. And I'm like, well, that's not something that I was expecting to have happen. So you shouldn't have so to there's do a that. Whole, I know there's a whole international payment thing. And I don't, uh, that, that takes me down a, a road. I, I hadn't planned to go down. Um, in terms of, well, what, what is the preferred payment method for someone in, in Europe? And, uh, they do a lot of wire transfer stuff, I guess. And yeah. You know, I work with, uh, international clients yeah. and 
the credit card company handles the right the processor handles the conversions and and PayPal does it too. Yeah, I think that if I had sent the invoice out of PayPal, it wouldn't have been a problem. But I sent it out of Wave app um, yeah. because that's where I typically do it, and people like to pay right through it with their credit card or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it didn't. If I had, I mean, so I converted it to U.S. dollars. It was easy enough to do that on my end. But you're right. I shouldn't have to. I should just be able to go. Hey, if you're taking a credit card, you just let the credit card company do the yeah the transfer. I would just keep conversion. it in U.S. dollars and send the bill, and then yeah, that's what I did. Yeah. But um, next time, I think when I invoice, because then you get into that whole, well, if the if the conversion rate is fluctuating, you know, maybe your invoice is no longer completely accurate. It might be off by a few cents, but and in the end, who cares? It's a service yeah. industry. But um, I think next time I have a, a client in non-U.S. dollars, I'll send an invoice out of PayPal because I know that they do that stuff. Yeah. Well, you can still send the invoice out of Wave and just send a PayPal.me link uh, with uh, the email that you send. Also true. And uh, I did. I did consider doing that. I also have Payoneer. I actually which, have. Yeah. I, you you know, have Payoneer. I, uh, yeah. And uh, I, I wish I just wouldn't have set it up. Not well. I was required Payoneer, but, to ASCAP. My um, my PRO required that I oh, set really? up a Payoneer account because uh, I, I guess I don't know. That's just the one that they use. So that's how they're handling it. Yeah. And that one I know is geared towards international, and I'm pretty sure that's why they require it. But they definitely have some different kind of setup questions, and they're 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 a little stricter than some of these other yeah. Uh, accounts. Yeah, I've had a, a Payoneer account for about two years now, which has never been used. Yeah, I got it to support international clients, and uh, thinking that I was going to have the problem that you were describing. Right, but those clients just used like Mastercard or whatever, and and there was nothing to do. It just worked. And yeah. You know, so the the credit card with regards to Stripe. So Stripe is a is a is a like a payment gateway API. And, oh, is it? And so you can, and I haven't done it myself, but you can like create like payment forms and things like that. And oh, okay, and stuff. And uh, but it's more of an API. So like if you have something of maybe like a shopping cart application that you want to connect to your Stripe, then. Uh, they've got like API keys then that you can configure your your shopping cart to use Stripe and then Stripe will process the the payments for you. And I, I really like that because you don't have the PCI requirements on your website then because all of the processing and everything is handled outside of your web domain. Yeah. And so you use the form from Stripe. And so when they actually submit the form, they're submitting, it's like a an iframe type of thing. So they're Oh, okay. They're submitting in the in the Stripe domain and not in your website domain, so your PCI requirements aren't as strict that way. Well, that's cool, uh, yeah. and that's kind of important nowadays with um, Google and Firefox imposing stricter restrictions on SSL, for instance, and stuff. And yeah. I do think that people who have shopping cart, even if and and this has actually been a thing for a while. For like, I used to have a, I used to have a Zazzle embedded store inside my website and you could go through that to buy on demand like t-shirts for instance and it would be like one-off printing you want a t-shirt okay you go through the you go through the web front and it'll they'll print one for you and send it to you which is very cool on demand uh, oh, yeah. printing but we should do that for the is, yeah podcast. we should do that for the podcast i know i've been doing some best practices research on that <laughs> but the um 
So my website for the longest time didn't have its own SSL cert. And I always wondered if, is that a, is that a deterrent for people who would go to a site that doesn't have SSL? And even if there's a safe and secure embedded storefront or embedded, um, you know, any sales point of sale thing in a, in a website that itself has SSL, uh, do people get turned off by any warnings they might see about mixed content? I you definitely I mean? think so. I think if you're going to be doing anything like that, even if it's happening, the transaction yeah. processing, everything, the, the information transfer is happening via a third party that yeah. users don't really necessarily know or understand that. Right. And they're seeing an unlock warning icon in their address bar and... Or worse, a browser that says, yeah. this is insecure, click to con- click to save an exception and continue. Yeah. Well, that's, a, that's like a road. That's like a road. Well, that's man. usually something that comes from an expired certificate that's or true. something that's like true. that. But, but yeah. Or a mismatched name to a certificate. But, yeah. you know, I mean, the, the cost, the annual cost of a certificate isn't that much. And if you're doing No, it's only $25 on- for me for my site, which is pretty cheap. Oh, that's really cheap. So cheaper than mine. <laughs> yeah, I put it off for a while because for a long for for a long time it seemed to be more expensive. So, um because I have I think three different SSL certs now and so that's yeah, it's not terrible. Yeah. I mean, what's what's the ROI on an SSL cert? Well, <laughs> yeah. nothing. <laughs> but it's a, no, it's you know, an expense, but from a from a PR perspective, it's like, well, you don't want people to get a warning when they visit your site; they'll never come back. Yeah. I want people to feel as comfortable on my website as they would coming into my studio. And yeah, exactly. And that part being secure and feeling that there's a, a level of care about their um, their online security. And yeah, you know, I think that's important. It is important. So that's one of those intangible ROI kind of things you're talking about. You know, the user experience, you're talking about making your users comfortable. And that's why I signed up for all of these things. I want people to feel comfortable paying me however they are used to doing it without having to sign up for anything different or jump through any extra hoops. Uh, I'll jump through the extra hoops. I signed up for Venmo strictly to take money from a person, a client who wanted to pay me with Venmo. And I was kind of, at that point, I was kind of like, what's Venmo? I don't have that. Yeah. And they're like, oh, it's really cool. And uh, I signed up for it. And I've used it many times since then for all kinds of things, for like gift baskets for coworkers to, you know, Facebook marketplace. Uh, people like to do that rather than, they used to leave, you know, pick stuff up on the porch and leave money under the mat. But now they like to grab it <laughs> from the porch, sit in their car outside and Venmo me. <laughs> it's it's, I'm envisioning, it's weird. I'm vi- envisioning you sitting there with a bunch of money underneath, you know, <laughs> never that much money, but it's just kind of funny. You know, put money under the mat. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's like every time I log into Hulu, it always says, welcome Matt. And I just kind of <laughs> chuckle to myself. <laughs> oh, I'm also goofy. So I may get rid of Stripe now that you mention it. I wonder if I was thinking of square, but I think that. There was something I was signing up for that had an integration with Stripe. And so I signed yeah. up thinking it would make it easier to do something. You know, Wave is actually using Stripe. You just don't get to use your own account. Stripe. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was either it was either Wave or Novo. Novo is my online business banking. And they only just recently added uh, like Wave app integration. And so I think I may have signed up for Stripe thinking I could do something with that. But it, it it doesn't matter. I'm just trying to make, I'm just trying to streamline things, make it so that it's easy to take payments. It's easy to send money and it's, uh, it's easy to do the online shift around so that everything shows up in my online accounting. Um, 
some of that some of that works out over time and sometimes you know these companies add integrations you know they'll add links to they'll add hooks to to certain other accounts so that it makes it easier for you on the back end and they'll continue to do that and then you'll go oh that wasn't there last week but now i have that so it's easier you know what i mean yeah anyway i don't know where i was going with all that but (laughs) (laughs) um our friend champion was uh was somebody who chimed in and said that europe can be weird about uh, money and she takes a lot of cash um and she takes a lot of wire trans does a lot of wire transfer kind of stuff yeah um and square she does square for point of sale but it's inconsistent she goes to a lot of different co- countries though and different countries have different ways of standardizing on payments and i don't know how much of that is relevant to our listeners but um it's interesting to think about all the different ways you can transfer and keep money these days and how certain companies like you know, ASCAP wants you to have Payoneer, but people like to pay with PayPal or, or sometimes there's a backlash against PayPal and they don't want to use that anymore. So they'll only pay you with Venmo or, or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it can get unnecessarily complicated, I think, trying to make things simple for people. Yeah. I think I'm offering a, a good enough assortment of different ways to pay. And I'm really not interested in Venmo. It's a solution that that I've already have solved, you know? Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I've, I guess I've done business with like PayPal for so long. With PayPal, you know, you can pay with your debit or credit card or directly out of your bank account. Right. And with credit cards, uh, I also accept direct bank transfers. Yeah. They call that ACH. And I don't know what that stands for, but you'll see that online somewhere. Yeah. And so, yeah, taking ACH and that's basically, that's a bank transfer, bank to bank transfer. Mm-hmm. And I like that one, too, because the processing fees are less for ACH payments. Right. Um, can't remember what that actually stands for right now. Automated. Yeah, no idea. <laughs> I think it's automated clearinghouse, I think, is what it is. Oh, really? Yeah. That's a weird... Something like that. That's a weird thing. <laughs> I guess B2B was already taken. Um, uh, that was another thing I, I wanted to mention is the the processing fee thing. And I was going to say that when we were talking about um, conversion rates. So I remember the first time I went to Europe and I thought, okay, I don't really want to, uh, you know, we don't know how much things are going to cost. We're going to multiple countries. We don't want to do a lot of converting. This was before it was easier. And we used our visa for a lot of stuff. And what we didn't know was that a lot of places, not only that was like for every transaction, there was a fee. And then there was a separate fee for conversion to oh. whatever the local currency was. So we were getting double fees for every single transaction, even no, no matter how, how large or small. And I wonder if that's one of the reasons that uh, there's like a different rule for changing from U.S. dollars. Because kind of the standard rate for PayPal and also for Wave App and probably a lot of others is like a 3% or like 2.7 or 2.9% right. fee. And a lot of people balk at that and like, oh, I don't want to give up 3%. So send me, you know, send me Venmo or or whatever. Like they acting as if, you know, everything should be free. And even though this company, PayPal or whoever is providing you a service, (laughs) they're moving money for you. They're accepting money on your behalf, keeping it all in an account that's secure and giving it to you and transferring it to your bank. You don't want to pay them for that service, so you're you know balk at, at giving them two point nine percent of whatever you're spending. And, and I I think that's if you're treating yourself like you should a small business, you should be able to absorb the small business 
fees that you have to pay for certain things like website hosting and 2.9% on a, on a PayPal transfer, because that's the cost of doing business. And yeah. I think that trips a lot of people up. I always just chalk that up and as you know, that's part of the process. So calculate mm-hmm. your fees accordingly. And you're thinking about what your net is when you are creating your quote or proposal for your client, you know, right. what's your, what's your net after payment? If that 3.9% is a big deal to you. Yeah. Charge 3% more. <laughs> yeah. You know, in the end, that's just going to be what, uh, what your take is, is going to need to be adjusted through your, the cost of your, your item or service. Right. Like, I feel like some of those people are the same people that will buy 500 CDs um, <laughs> and then, you know, have them sitting in their garage and then sell them at $5 yeah. a, a pop at their, th- it's like, it's, that's just could, the cost of doing business. Yeah. I mean, you could offer discounts for paying by Venmo or, or by, uh, offer discount mm-hmm. for paying for through ACH payment since you're, it's costing you less to, uh, for that transaction. True. So, you know, that might be an incentive to, uh, get your customers to use those other payment services. Yeah. Interestingly, um, Venmo is actually owned by PayPal. So it really is the same company. Oh. And um, the way that they make their fees, and I, I know my, um, something else, I think Wave App also makes money this way. What they do is they have a, they have a built-in delay, right? So I Venmo you $50. It sits in your Venmo account for three days before you can move it out of your Venmo account into your bank. But if you want to move it today, they'll charge you that fee. And so people who are, it's like an impatience fee, basically (laughs) an impatience tax. If you want the money right now, you can have it right now for 3%. Yeah. Right. I mean, wave is always like two days, you know? Yeah. Two business days. Yeah. (laughs) Which around this time of year, it can get a little wiggy, but um, yeah, I don't mind waiting the day, a couple days. Doesn't bother me. Yeah, I, I've never, same thing with PayPal. I've never paid the uh, expedited transfer. So you've never used Venmo? No. So what they've done is they've, I mean, it's just a simple payment app. Um, it's nice that you can put a bunch, you can put multiple sources on the back end. So if I want to use it for, for business or I want to use it for, you know, selling stuff out of Facebook, I can I can change banks easily. Um, but there's a, there's a social aspect to it because it's such a simple little thing and they're kind of, it's kind of aimed at a, uh, I want to say a younger audience, you know, like college kids who are always like Venmoing each other for, you know, they went out to dinner. Oh yeah. You Venmo me and like you Venmo your buddy half of oh, dinner yeah. cause you forgot your wallet or whatever. Um, but it's public unless you tell it to be private. So if they see your profile on Venmo, they'll see the stream of payments that you made to whom. And if you put in a comment for what, it'll show that. Like I'm, like my, like why I can, would you oh, want that to be public information? Well, that's kind of the the social media generation's mentality about that. It's like, like if I open up Venmo, I can see everything, all of the transactions that my son didn't make private. So like, you Venmo somebody for going out bowling, or Venmo somebody for flowers, or you know what I mean? It's kind of weird. So you have to remember to. To make sure that stuff isn't public if you don't want it to be public. Hey, Matt, what's this Venmo to Sweetwater for? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That kind of stuff. 
Well, yeah, honey, I, I can't uh, think of any other. I can't think of any other payment service that's public that way. But they've kind of not not gamified. It's not the right word, but you know what I mean. They've kind of made a made it a social media, given it a social media twist to um to to payment methods. Yeah, that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> to us, it sure is. But I don't know. Uh, I I guess there's some appeal to it because people do that. They put emojis and 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 stuff in there for their thing. And I and I frankly, I just did that because I paid a photographer with Venmo, and I you know said because it asked you what the payment was for, and I said oh, you know for for excellent photographs, and put in a little f- camera emoji. I mean, that's just kind of what people do. <laughs> yes, okay, it is a little stupid. <laughs> But I think they're just trying to make it fun. Well, thanks. You've really reinforced the re- why I don't want to use <laughs> Venmo. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> well, that sounds dumb. <laughs> That's the I most think they're just trying to I've make it heard. fun. I think they're just trying to make it fun to send money back and forth. And for certain people, yeah, yeah. I can see how that appeals. The security of, of your financial information is fun. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh man, that that just it sounds like a breeding ground for for scams. Yeah, for data acquisition, you know, yeah. for people like us who are familiar with the world of IT security, it just sounds like a bad idea. Here's your public record of all the people that you paid. <laughs> who's 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 Starlight? Who's who's that? Oh god. <laughs> Trixie. <laughs> flowers for Trixie? I don't understand what this is. <laughs> well. <laughs> However, yeah, so if you, I know you shop for used gear, so. Always um, first. But you probably pay in cash, right? Or PayPal somebody? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I like usually, if you go uh, to somebody's house to pick up some, like a, if you go to somebody's house to pick up a, you know, say a used base cabinet and they want Venmo payment, well, that's no, but I'll bring for. cash to your door or, uh, or I'll send you PayPal. Yeah. But otherwise, no. But uh, yeah, I mean, local stuff I usually pay cash for. And that has been door drop here during COVID, you know, just leave the payment. And, and so, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm, I'm waving in the ring <laughs> doorbell. <laughs> right. Hey, here's the money. Put it underneath right. there. Thank you very much, you know, and, uh, and stuff like that. But, you know, gosh, uh, so what recently I got a nice set of, monitor stands mm-hmm. i got a cool uh stereo cabinet and uh for it's just a little entertainment stand type of thing because i was kind uh-huh. of setting up a listing area in the other end of the studio and uh yeah that kind of stuff you know it's like you gotta run to the it's always a reminder of why i hate cash because i gotta run to the atm right you gotta run to the atm that's an extra trip that yeah that you would, could save if you didn't do it that way and i think that's what people people don't like to go to the atm but I sometimes I'll use if it's if it's not that much I'll take cash when I go to point of sale like <laughs> I've treated like Rite Aid as yeah. an ATM I'm like oh I gotta I'll get a I'll get a five hour energy and forty dollars <laughs> now for my for my studio mains I I drove like three hours to go pick those up and and I did not I wasn't gonna pay for those until I got there and I was able to inspect them right and. You know, and so I went through the whole thing with the seller and pictures and descriptions and questions and everything. And, and it was really good. And you know, actually, that took uh, a full day. Oh, wow. Just going through that process of qualifying w- whether or not I'm going to drive 
three hours for this. Yeah, that's you know? a long drive. I mean, you need you need enough assurance ahead of, ahead of time yeah. to be able to make that trip. Now, the cool thing that was an eBay thing, and on a local pickup, uh, when I say that I'm going to buy, so I bought the item ahead of time, and the money, the transaction was made, but it was not the money was not sent to the seller yet. And they, oh. they actually sent me a QR code. And so when I got on site, inspected and said, yeah, I'll do this. Then the seller scanned the QR code that was on my phone that said that I picked up the item. And then, oh, they, wow. and then they released the money. And so I think that is killer. All right. That, that is. That's, that's really that, good. Was that through eBay? Was that yeah, like part so, of the eBay Yeah, so that's purchase? what eBay's doing. Yep. Interesting. I wish like Reverb would do something like that because otherwise you're really... I've had other ones where I'm standing there with the person and like, okay, well, I'm going to pay you with PayPal now that I'm here. Right. And I like them. And so then we're waiting for, for that transaction before, you know, so there's 15 minutes of trying to get a payment <laughs> and then, uh, and then finally can leave, you know? Yeah. That's exactly what I did with uh, Venmo paying the photographer the other day, but that's interesting. See, I've never done through eBay, a local pickup. I've done it through Craigslist and Facebook marketplace, but, um, eBay, I will, I've only ever done shipping. So I didn't know that they even had any special, you know, procedures. Yeah. That's cool. On a big item like this, it was worth driving over there for the, uh, for the, the price that I got these for. Yeah. And, you know, so it was like, well, I'm going to jump on that. That's, that's definitely worth it. And, uh, cause it's, that's a big studio purchase. And so, sure. You know, and when you're kind of a really, you know, when, when, when you name every dollar, you know, um, Bill and mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Bill, and Fred, you're at George. that level of intimacy with it, you know, as I yeah. am, then, yeah. you know, uh, it's, you know, take what that cost me to drive over there. Plus the cost of the main monitors and, and look at that compared to what's something like that or similar going for new. Yeah. And obviously, you know, I've, I get so wrapped up in the, shopping and comparison. And I spend a lot of time doing that ahead uh, to the point sometimes where I'm like, I don't even want this anymore. <laughs> you want it anyway, like, I'm so sick of looking at it. Oh this. my God. You know, <laughs> I've been there, <laughs> you know, but I, I do, I go through that, you know, uh, but that used marketplace. And sometimes I don't find what I'm looking for. And then I, I go, you know what, this is going to be a, a time where I'm going to buy new and mm. you know, whatever that case may be. But yeah, my, my first thing is always to go shop and look at the used marketplace for anything even new that I'm looking at. Yeah. I mean, people are getting rid of gear all the time and yeah. sometimes they just upgrade it and they just have, or some of the, or sometimes they're gifted it or sometimes they just decided they didn't want it or they're getting rid of their studio. I, I'm always surprised at how many people sell monitor stands on Facebook, but oh, I was just thinking about, man, three hours. That's like me driving to Tahoe just to pick up some speakers. That's a, yeah. that's a commitment. You know, a marketplace pretty good. I mean, I've got a really nice set of speaker stands for free. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, so if you see them and you're <laughs> and you're the first one. <laughs> well, mine were free too because I built them out of scrap wood. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you know, and I got this nice entertainment center for twenty bucks or whatever, and uh, and that's nice. Yeah, people get rid of those too all the time. Sometimes yeah. for free and pianos. People are always giving away pianos. <laughs> Have you ever noticed that? Well, maybe not in your neck of the woods, but it's like if I had a house big enough to put a piano in, I could just basically wait a week and get a free piano. Yeah, but you're, yeah, yeah. Come on, you'll I'd have, have to, to haul to, this thing. <laughs> I'd have to haul it, and I'd have to pay to tune it. Probably have to rent a truck to put it in. But anyway, it'd be free. Yeah. 
I'd rather just use my MIDI keyboard at this point. Well, have we talked about it? I think we covered, I think we covered, we covered a topic. it all. I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have anything else to say on the topic of, of uh, online payments. Yeah, or payments in general. Or payments in general. But yeah, um, I think if you take anything away from this, don't use Venmo. That that sounds bad. <laughs> so, or if you do, make sure that it's that you pay attention to the privacy of your posts. <laughs> Otherwise, people can see everything you put in there. Yeah, you know, and having <laughs> to remember to do that, like it's not default. Yeah, is that right? So it, I don't know. Unless you I don't change use it. it often enough, I don't use it often enough to say um, if it's default or not. Man. <laughs> I can look. I, can I think we that. should make like a social app around like your 401k investments. <laughs> Let everybody know. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, here's what I've invested this week and here's how it's performing. Oh God. Yeah. That, that, that probably that already exists. <laughs> doesn't sound like a good idea. Privacy. Right, Default privacy settings. Mine is set to private. Nope. Mine is set to public. <sighs> okay. Friends. I'm going to go see yep, what I can def- find the, on the you. Default, the default is public, visible to anyone on the internet. Nice. That's not good. I thought they got in trouble for that. I'm Googling. You can set it to public. You can Matt set it to friends. Denton. Friends says visible to sender, recipient, and their Venmo friends. And then the private is private, visible to sender and recipient only. You know what? I'm going to set that all the way to private. Let's see. Matt Denton Venmo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, you're not coming up, so you must not have had too many transactions on Venmo. Mine's set to private. I said the default is set to public. Oh. Mine's set to private. Oh, I got you. Because I'm not stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and and that's not to say, listener, that if you're using Venmo in a public mode that we're saying you're stupid. No, not at all. But you should seriously rethink that decision. (laughs) You should seriously go into your settings, your privacy settings, and, and... Make sure that everybody can't see everything you've ever done on there. Now, can you go back and change settings on stuff? Yes. Yes. You can actually do, you can act, there's a past transactions button and you can do change all to private or change all to friends. So you can, you can update your past transactions and make them private if you didn't do that first. Yeah. Um, But I think that they did add a little too much social features functionality to this emoji, bitmoji, friends and social, holler. I don't even know what that is. Anyway. It makes it easy to pay person to person if they don't have PayPal. What's funny is people who say, oh, I don't use PayPal. I use Venmo because they're like, they don't, they think of PayPal now as one of the big banks or whatever, but PayPal owns Venmo. So again, (laughs) just just make it easy for people and don't share your stuff on the internet. (laughs) With that. Yeah, with that. But do share this podcast on the internet. Oh, good one. Yes, please do share, like, subscribe, tell people about it, listen to past episodes and watch for some interesting stuff that we're going to be doing in the new year. We're saying that assuming that you're still here. (laughs) Well, yeah, they tuned out, you know, 20 minutes ago. They're like, ah, I got better things to do. Yeah. (laughs) I got to go update my Venmo privacy setting. (laughs) All right, listeners. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. We love you. Every one of you. And we'll talk to you next time. Yeah. Cheers. Have a great week. Music podcast. Cheers. All right. Bye-bye. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Indie Music Podcast. Please like and subscribe, share with your friends, or just leave us a review on iTunes if you like what you've heard. Find our social links and episode guide at IndieMusicCast.com. Until next time, keep creating.